0: Friend old, Steve here and Larson. Today I'm going in on Enron news brief. We're gonna talk Kyrie Sane saying goodbye to WWE, details on Vince's stance on Alistair Black, Charlotte's prospective move to Hollywood, and New Japan Pro Wrestling getting another championship. But first, it sounds like WWE could be hitting the high seas for the biggest party of the summer. Larson, what's in the news?
1: There you go. <laughs> well, it sounds like someone finally took my suggestion to put on a wrestling show on a barge. In International waters, because by the sounds of it, uh, SummerSlam could be going down on a boat. On a boat. PW Insider's Mike, if sorry, if PW Insider's Mike Johnson is to be believed, in a recent update on PW Insider Elite, Johnson is reporting that WWE has discussed moving SummerSlam out of the WWE Performance Center and onto the beach or a boat, or maybe both. With Johnson noting that the show could be broadcast from more than one locale. So we could have like a WrestleMania Two situation, some of it on a barge, in international waters, some of it on a beach. Uh, that all sounds great. I like the sound of all that. Meanwhile, Wrestling Observers Brian Alvarez claims that quote Vince wants something wacky for SummerSlam. Uh, I know that's probably the wrong word, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want it to just be another SummerSlam in an empty arena with a bunch of fans wearing masks. He wants to do something different, and I'm not sure what that. i love
0: this i think this is great put it on a boat put it on the beach put it in uh uh the the boardwalk uh gcw's homecoming show was this past weekend in atlantic city yeah the boardwalk exactly and uh, it looked great. You can have fans. You don't have to. Maybe not. You know, a thousand. Maybe not a hundred. But you could have seventy-five. You can have fifty wearing masks, social distancing, uh, and and it'll give it something different. I really love the idea. I love the idea that maybe, just maybe, Larson, uh, they're thinking outside the box for SummerSlam, and and people may be showing Vince McMahon different wrestling uh, uh, outfits over the past couple months who have done things. I mean, mainly it's been GCW. But Mm. uh, I love this. Randy Orton in his promo on Raw said I want this match to be on a bigger stage. And all I was thinking was I know it's going to be SummerSlam, but a bigger stage is not the Performance Center. It just, it isn't. No, No, it's not. So, I mean, I really hope, I really hope they do something fun. Anything, anything that isn't in the PC. Anything. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm Agreed. The beach would be I great. The that, beach that, is a great. It, w- idea. it
1: would be great. The boat, a boat would be great. I think you just embracing the ridiculous nature, inherent ridiculous nature of pro wrestling, and just going with that, so long as it distract from the the matches being put on, mm-hmm. I think is a great idea. Yeah. Great. Then if you have a boat, someone gets, can get tossed off the boat. That'd make for a great spot. You can have somebody get tossed off a boat. Uh, Ooh, how about this? How about this? It's like a royal, like a battle royal, but instead get tossed out of the ring. Get tossed off the boat. I love it.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Get a couple shots of wrestlers like swimming around in there. I think it'd be awesome, man. I want to know what the friendos think. Should Summer Should SummerSlam be on a boat? What are other things? What other things can they do for SummerSlam that's summer themed? I mean, what what else do you think of when you think of the summer, Larson? Picnics uh, in the park. Beer. Cold beer.
1: Beer barbecues.
0: Have a um, Have a belated Fourth of July thing with some fireworks or there whatever. You go. I don't know. There you go. I don't know. Uh, you going to have a cookout? A cookout. Yeah, that's good. Cookout. That's good. I just want some barbecue right now, to be honest. It does you. sound good. Anyways, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. WWE uh, seems to have confirmed Kyrie Sane's departure, of course, after last night's Raw seems to have been written off. Uh, after weeks of rumors that her time with the company was coming to an end, WWE, in fact, confirmed the news following yesterday's Raw, issuing a statement which read... Quote, Following Monday Night Raw, Kyrie Sane took to Twitter to thank her fellow superstars, WWE staff, and the WWE Universe for their support as she prepares to leave WWE. WWE sends its best wishes to Kyrie Sane as she sets sail on her next voyage. Uh, WWE's release also included a couple tweets from Sane which read, quote, My time in the NXT and WWE locker rooms was incredible. Everyone was kind, funny, and talented, so every day was full of happiness. Also, I was saved by the supportive staff behind the scenes. I will forever love and respect all these professionals I had the pleasure of working with. I was able to accomplish so much in the last three years, but it wasn't because of my ability or my strength. It was because of all the constant warm support from the fans. I am so thankful I could meet you all from the bottom of my heart, Kairi Sane. Uh, A lot of people would think that maybe WWE didn't quite do as much as they could have. With Kyrie Sane, I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same here. However, uh her time in NXT alone uh was pretty great. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, once she got to the main roster, it wasn't always smooth sailing, but uh but she's she's pretty terrific and you know
1: Oh she's outstanding and
0: people she's love Kyrie Sane, so hopefully uh whatever she chooses to do next uh whether it's maintaining some sort of ambassador role with the WWE or maybe once the pandemic is done with and they get back on track with their plans to uh establish a territory perhaps in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she'll she'll be part of that. But uh yeah, hopefully she's she's happy and
1: and is doing what she wants to do. Yes, I hope so. I hope so. Cause she is great. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah, man. Uh somebody else who's great. We talked about this yesterday. This is kind of interesting. Uh, Alistair Black. We both think yeah. he's the bee's knees,
1: right, Larson? Oh, we think he's great. Yeah. And yesterday's news <laughs> beef. We just discussed a report from Sportskeeda's Tom Collihue that Vince had quote mixed emotions about Alistair and felt that there was quote something missing about him. Today, Talk Sports uh, Alex McCarthy provided some additional context and clarity uh, to that report, noting that quote after reaching out to sources, Talk Sport has learned that Vince McMahon is a huge fan of Tom Budgeon, the man behind Alistair Black. Uh, their source noted that, quote, Vince is a huge fan of the performer and of Tommy. Size, agility, skill. But he's worried the character is a gimmick and will limit him. And added that any talk of Vince souring on Alistair is, quote, absolute nonsense. So, uh, 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 I still think Vince is wrong. I don't think his character is a gimmick. It just seems like it's it's him turned up. I understand it
0: a bit more now, though. If this is if if both things are true, if Vince has soured on the character of Alistair Black, if he sees him yeah. and says, "Okay, well," he's his presentation. I mean, this is me purely, purely speculating. And and here's the thing: I have I have heard this anecdotally, just from you know, because we're often very vocal about who we like, who we don't like. Mainly who we like, and I'm a big fan of Alistair Black, and I have been. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I mention Alistair Black and how much of a fan I am of his, I get feedback from our friendos in the Twitterverse, and a lot of people say, Yeah, I just don't I don't get it. Um I th- his presentation is second to none. His packaging yeah. is second to none. His yeah. in ring is um is really good. Yeah. Is really He's damn amazing. good. He's amazing. I kind of understand if Vince is trying to figure out what fans are supposed to grab on to. Um, I kind of understand. I, look, if Vince sees a guy and he's like, "Hey, he's just a gimmick," or you know, the character is a gimmick, I want to take him off TV and add some dimension to
1: him. I'm not gonna argue with that if he actually follows through with it. If he actually well, I mean, follows I, through I guess, with it, I guess the concern there is if okay, you're gonna take something in the in the Alistair Black character, which has a ton of potential to make a ton of money for WWE, a ton. Like he is like. If, if you were to cast like the perfect kind of anti-hero that's Alistair Black right now, you know, um, uh, if you're going to take what has a ton of potential, hone that potential into something that is more fitting with Vince's vision or WB's vision. All right. I guess the worry is if Vince sees his presentation, something he's done really successfully for a, a, a number of years, even just in WB's system. Um, and then say, all right, this isn't working. Let's change this. History is kind of dictated. That's usually uh, ending up in mixed results. Sometimes he'll go back to the drawing board with a character and something good will happen. And then sometimes we get uh, the, the the comedy gimmick, the revival was pitched. You know, where it seems like Vince has no real concept of who these performers are. Not the character, the performers. Um, and I guess that's my worry, where Vince is like, I don't see... I, I don't see the Alistair Black character as being what he has been. I have a vision for it. And like you know, he told uh, uh, Mox, this is who you are doing some of this Ambrose stuff. And uh, you see a, a man as talented as as Alistair Black, a performer as good as he is with a ton of potential to do really awesome things. And you want the best for him. You want him to succeed. Uh, and just worry that... I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I feel like... The problem is they put him in a room for four months. That's yeah, the problem. That, that, that's a big problem. And that, they that's, killed a ton of his mystique by putting him in a room for four months. Okay, but here's the thing, though. Like, I
0: get what you're saying, but at the same time, if you're not fleshing out the character, then 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 it is just a gimmick. Then it is just a presentation.
1: Well, that, I think the issue, then, I guess, if that's if the the, the idea is, it it. it. Like, who's the onus on in this particular instance? Is the onus on creative to provide better uh, uh, storylines for Alistair, or is the onus on Alistair to come up with ideas to fresh up his own character? Because I don't just creative hasn't had crap for. They've had anything good for. Him.
0: Okay, so you know? so here's my thing. Uh, Drew McIntyre. There's two people that mm-hmm. were sort of rumored to have been winning the Royal Rumble this year: is Drew McIntyre and Alistair Black. Of the two, who's a more fleshed out character? by far. Drew because they let him
1: dis- they let him be himself.
0: Well, we I'm not going to assume that I know what creative is telling Drew and what creative is telling Alistair Black. Uh Drew is very much himself, but you also know a lot about Drew and partially because you have his backstory. We know his backstory. It played yeah. out on TV. He yeah. was fired and he came back. Yeah. And that's a story. And that is his that's Sorry, that's legit, like, and then the way he talks about it, the way, and maybe it is them letting him do it, but regardless, we know a story. I don't know anything about Aleister Black. I love everything that I've seen about him, but I do understand that maybe if they want to go back to the drawing board and let us, I understand the concept of mystique, but you have to have something to grab onto as well. Obviously, obviously. And I'm not, I'm not like really like defending WWE. I'm trying, I'm trying not to, because for all I know, they're going to re him as a clown. I don't know. But if you give us some amount of, like, who the man is behind the the guy who, like, is sleeping on the thing in the coffin and, and it pops up, like, even in NXT, they didn't really do that. Like, he got over because partially because Full sale is like a little church, and he's like the pastor, and he comes out and he, and he masks everybody, he puts on these great matches. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he talks, he's verging on, like, old-school Bray Wyatt territory, where it's like, okay,
1: like, what are you he speaks really very saying? elliptically, yes. No, I understand that. Give me and a bit more dis- of the man. Yeah, I don't dis- necessarily disagree with any of that. I guess, the, you know, the the as I said, who's the onus really on, though? Is it on creative to give him something more to work with? Is it on him to say, all right, I need to rebuild this character from the ground up? Is it a combination thereof? Um... You know, because there's what he's doing now can work. Like, give him a real story for first of all.
0: Well, yeah, that's easier said than done, I think, though. I mean, you can give him a real story. This is my speculation. He Comes up to Main Rosh, They have a tag team with Ricochet in the first place, which is really. That was the stupidest call up. Those call ups were just really bad. So that's that's on creative. That's on Vince. He greenlit that stuff. He said, Paul. Give, give me your four best guys, and let's bring them up without a plan. And then two of two of them we're going to send back. We're going to send back. But these guys who have no—I mean, they have kind of history with each other in NXT. Kind of. We're just going to put them in tag team together. Then they split them apart. They put Aleister Black in a room. That was creative. Trying something. That was okay. This guy's itching for a fight, and he's getting. This is a different way of approaching this. And but they had no plan for it. That was obvious. And then eventually they did a Cesaro thing a Buddy Murphy thing. So it's like that didn't really work. Then Paul Heyman comes along and he starts having him squash jobbers. That ain't a story.
1: Uh, exactly. No, that's what he said from the get go. Is that ever since he got called up, he hasn't been the focal point of any real protracted story of concerts. So
0: I just wonder if this is a case of Vince McMahon looking at him, being like, "Man, I see a lot in this guy, but like, we haven't seen it. Like, we have, we just haven't seen it. We know he can wrestle. We know he's got a great presentation, but like, what's that other thing? Now you can do it through. You know, giving him a story, but even with a story, stories are based on characters and what their motivations are and what their, you know, ambitions are. Yeah. And if we
1: don't know that, if we but don't also, know that,
0: how but why are we supposed to care about the story?
1: Also, a story is an opportunity to learn that stuff. Sure. Who he is. Yeah. What his motivations are, what his ambitions are. Um and he hasn't really been given that platform. And that's yeah. on that's on Vince. He's he's The whole he's, thing is on creative. Vince. The whole thing's on Vince. And I'm saying if if his ideas the character, the gimmick of Alistair Black is, is in his mind, limiting Alistair's potential. I don't think that's the case because I think it's Vince's creative that's limiting his potential. That's my point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's the whole thing is Vince, like, but yeah. I think that that seems to be. It, it. I'll put it this way: if if the original report from Tom Colleyhu, look, either, either somebody's wrong or it's like both sides of right. You know, it's like either Tom Colleyhu is saying. That Vince is soured on Alistair Black, and then Alex McCarthy saying, "Well, he soured on the character because he feels like the gimmick is is the gimmick isn't a character, uh, and and we need to like write him off, reassess, bring him back with like a more you know give him some flat give him some fleshing out." Then you know both guys are right or one guy is wrong. I don't know. Um, so, so I don't know. I I can hope. I can hope that he's going to take him off TV. Uh, maybe. I mean, I think Aleister Black would be perfect for one of those like well-made sort of mini documentary things where we can get to know the guy, you know, and then go from there. It, a lot of it is also really difficult these days to figure out during pandemic because there's no crowd to tell you what they like. Mm-hmm. um, And that's really difficult. But you're right. I, I agree with you. It's been on creative. They, the call up was a botch. His room was a botch. His uh, his squashing jobbers with Paul Heyman was a botch. Uh, and they got to take him off TV and and figure something out for the guy. But, uh, but I I do think that it's in his case, it starts with let's get to know the guy, let's get to know what he's all about. And then you can put him in a story where you can then, you know, uh, uh, figure the rest out, you know, how he reacts and how fans react to that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, hopefully it's an optimistic thing. If Vince really likes him, then it's like, okay, he's going to continue to try with him. Um, and it's not like he, he, he like Ricochet, who just was floundering on main event forever. He seems like a guy that I'm not even sure Vince is high on, you know? At least, according to this anyways, Vince is high on the guy. He wants to figure him out. That's not a terrible thing. Could be No, worse. it's not a terrible thing. Could be but worse. I think the,
1: the, 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 the figuring out has less to do with how to change Alistair's gimmick, if you will, as opposed to change creative's approach with him.
0: Yeah, who knows what the real story is, dude. Uh, anyways, let us know what you guys think in the comments. I mean, I'm kind of yes. curious. I know I we've heard I've heard both. A lot of people like Alistair Black, and they're they're frustrated. But I want to know what the, what the friendos think. Leave it. Let us mm-hmm. know in the comments. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black, yeah or nay? How should they redebut debut Black? I want to know.
1: Just as Calabac, yeah. <laughs> Everything is Calabac.
0: Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte is no Calabac though, Larson. No, uh, because she might be going Hollywood. Talk sport. It's important that Charlotte's previously reported surgery was completed on July 25th. It's like three days ago.
1: Yeah, apparently everything went well.
0: Yeah. Additionally, the site is stating that Charlotte's rumored move to TV is still in the works. With sources telling them that Flair is actually currently mulling over a few TV roles that she's been offered, and while she has had an interest to work, and I'm sorry, while she has an interest in doing. Other work, we're told Flair's priority is wrestling for the time being. Sources have also uh, told TalkSport that several agents have said they'd be shocked if she wasn't the next WWE talent to cross over, but who knows, she legit loves wrestling. Talk sports concludes with the length of time Flair is away from TV may well depend on her TV show or shows, but her original intention was to take a break until late in the year, possibly even until the build for Royal Rumble 2021.
1: That's quite a that's quite a, a time away from the ring. Uh,
0: would you watch her if she was on one of those CSI shows? No, of course you wouldn't. Those shows are I'd terrible. I'd be
1: curious. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it because it's a CSI show. i just watch to see uh, how she adapts to acting. Mm-hmm. Is that what is that what they do on CSI? <laughs> is that what you call? Well, it? I feel like a lot of times they just they're like just reading scripts <laughs> with cameras rolling. <laughs> that's just so exposition heavy. It's, it, um, is. it is. Um, but, uh, I, I would, the way, you know, like the way this sounds though, is it sounds like they're, they're projects for her, you know, as opposed to, Hey, let's put you in a, a, a role in CSI or something else. Is this going to be like, it's a reality show, dude? I, th- I think early on, that was one of the things, but I have, I have a, a, a vague recollection that it wasn't a reality situation. It wasn't a reality show thing. It was, put her,
0: else. was What was that show called with uh, Rosario Dawson, Patch? Uh-huh. I watched a couple episodes of that. It was really good. Put put Charlotte in a noir drama, a modern-day Yeah, put day her in, like, in
1: one of those, uh, those USA shows. They run after Raw. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, cool. Anyways, uh, what, do oh, is what do you guys think? What do you guys want? What do you want to see Charlotte in? Do you guys watch CSI? Give us your favorite CSI plots in those in the comments below. I mean,
1: copy paste. You know, really, they're all kind <laughs> of the same. Give us the same. Give us your favorite CSI plot. Plot exactly. <laughs> this next this next story excites me. Mm, uh, yeah. Excites me a lot. So if you thought New Japan Pro Wrestling already had too many titles, well, guess what? I all know the, you think they do, Steve. They're getting rid of some, right? No, they're getting another one. Ah, jeez. Ah, man. So during a press conference today, hosted by the rainmaker himself, Kazuchika Okada, New Japan announced the KOPW 2020 title. I'm guessing that stands for King of Pro Wrestling. Sounds like it, yeah. Which is their October pay-per-view. So the provisional championship will be crowned at the end of a two-night tournament of sorts that's going down August 26th and 29th. The rules are a bit uh, kind of outside the box as well. You got a field of eight wrestlers, okay? They'll square off in four first round matches. Each wrestler will pick a stipulation, but then the, va- the fans will vote on what stipulations will be included on those four uh, first round matches. So say it's Yano versus uh, Shingo Takagi. Yano has like a, 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 a comedy stipulation. Shingo has something else. Fans will vote on what stipulation will actually uh, occur. For that particular match the winners of those four first round matches will fit, will square off in a traditional fatal four-way bout a summer struggle on august 29th but the winner of that match will only be the provisional champion as new japan describes it quote the kopw title can be defended until the end of the year with stipulations to be voted on by fans the winner of the last uh, kopw 2020 title match of the year be presented with the kopw trophy and the process Begins anew in 2021. This sounds uh, weird, crazy, ridiculous, uh, really, really unusual, and it's going to be convoluted, uh, and it's it's basically my universal title idea with a bunch of stipulations added on to it. I can't wait. This sounds fantastic. Um, this is so
0: goofy. <laughs> this is so... Go- what is going on over there in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Have you seen the logo for Summer Struggle? By the way, uh-huh. it is the most 99 cent store version of Summer Slam logo I've ever seen. It's yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah. I, so I, yeah, it's funny because I'm looking at the actual press conference, and nowhere does it actually say King of Pro Wrestling. I know. Maybe in the actual meat of the video. They actually, maybe. in maybe in Japanese, the translation is "King of Pro Wrestling." Maybe,
1: maybe I'm, I'm just it's, it, you know I'm just speculating because oh, it seems are, obvious it that. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be King of you Pro know, Wrestling. The, you get a trophy at the end of the year. You win this. This just sounds like an absolute. It could be an absolute mess. Um, I love it. I love that New Japan is kind of doing something. Kind of because they're not huge on stipulation matches. You know, they you, you don't ever see like at least for a number of years cage matches. Usually, it's just like a, a, a hardcore match or something like that or a no DQ match maybe, but you don't even, you don't see any weird stipulation matches generally in New Japan. I like that they're embracing that. I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, it seems fun. Why not? When is this? Let's see here. Uh, end of August. It could be defended until the end of the year with stipulations. Okay. Yeah. And the process begins anew in 2021. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I love it. It should be fun. Fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's was goofy as heck. Let us know what you guys think of the new uh, Kapow title <laughs> in, in New Japan. What stipulations do you want to see? What matchup, what stipulation matchups do you guys want to see? I'll vote on that stuff. Heck yeah, man. Anyways, yeah. Another reason to watch more pro wrestling is always a good thing for me. Put the mm-hmm. put the Kapow title on uh, the SummerSlam barge. Have SummerSlam X struggle. And then there just everybody fight everybody. This this pandemic thing really needs to bring people together while exactly. keeping them apart, of course, yes. metaphorically coming together, together at a safe social distance, physically yes. apart. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hey, coming up later on today at five p.m. Pacific, eight p.m. Eastern, you can watch Impact Professional Wrestling, and Impa, I'll be doing some, I'll be yeah, I'll be doing some uh, commentary on it. Uh, Right at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. You don't even have to watch it on a different device. It's all on our window. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.